It's time for Lakes, Woods, and Irons at 1380 KLIZ The Fan, featuring Colin McDonald and Chris Foley. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Breezy Point Resort, your holiday station store on Mill Avenue and Cross Lake, Maury's Market, Rutgers Bay Lake Lodge, Ernie's on Gull, The Tea Hive, Halverson Law Office, and the Legacy Courses at Craigans. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com, sponsored by Mills GM. And now here's Chris Foley and Colin McDonald for Lakes, Woods, and Irons at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com and now available at Podcast One as well. And thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM, the home of affordable luxury, the 2019 Buicks. Chris, a uh, kind of fun event uh, happened to be broadcasting from the Legacy today, and uh, it is the uh, Web.com uh, Tour Showcase, uh, Brainerd Lakes Area Tour Showcase, sponsored by Don Linger and XL Energy Center, and uh, happening today. So it'll be in the books when the show airs on Saturday, but uh, pretty thrilling event, and 25 young pros in town, yeah. and, uh, and then uh, another 100 golfers or so to get to play with them. Yeah, it's a great event, and uh, hopefully the start of some big things for... Uh, uh, for the uh, hopefully a web.com tour event here in uh, here in the lakes area. So. And is Joe playing? Joe is not playing today. He's got uh, going back to school tomorrow. Okay. So he's got uh, we're, we're wrapping up our junior golf program today, and uh, he's getting ready for school. See, I'm going to tell him. You, you know, you can't have a local guy win the event. So <laughs> there you, you go. Can't really play. <laughs> Didn't want to show up all these these tour players. <laughs> we're headed into a very exciting time of the PGA Tour. They had the Wyndham. That was the last. Uh, uh, for lack of a better word, regular season event. Now the FedEx, uh, the FedEx events are coming up. Correct? Yeah, first week on the FedEx uh, playoffs. 125 players playing at Ridgeview Country Club in the uh, uh, the first event of the playoffs. So it uh, should be a, a fun next couple weeks. Yeah. Tiger's put a lot of juice into the tour with his uh, with his great play, so it's always uh, great to get him get him back out there and uh, more than competitive, uh, almost his old self. The only thing I might say about the PGA Championship is he was able to hit his driving iron on many holes, which in some tournaments he won't be able to do that. Yeah, he. Um you know, it's, it's funny. Tiger's never been a great driver of the golf ball, it seems like. I, I, I think some years he's been much better than others, but he, he definitely has been struggling a bit with the driver uh, off the tee. And it's all, it's really the severity of of the miss. It's not necessarily that he's not hitting the fairways. It's when he, uh, how severe it is and if it costs him another shot. But it uh, sounds like he's going to have a different shaft in play this week. I was just reading this morning, so uh, it's always news when Tiger. Tiger is not much of a club switcher, so when he does uh, when he does change something out, everybody seems to know about it. So hopefully, uh, we can, we'll see some good things here. I think he is uh, gaining momentum every week as he plays, and uh, fun to see if he gets both the driver and the putter working. What's going to happen? Yeah, well, if that happens, I think we know what'll happen. Yeah, it's happened before, <laughs> and what it's done is uh, certainly put him in.
in the conversation. Well, more than the conversation. I mean, uh, Furyk's being kind of coy, but he's picking Tiger for the no, Ryder Cup. He's, yeah, there, there's no doubt. I, I, I think uh, Tiger is a lock. Mickelson's a lock. It's just a matter of the, the other two. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Mickelson's just too important, to, you know, in the team room, uh, and you know, it, great Ryder Cup record. And you're, you're just not going to leave Phil Mickelson off the team at this point when he's still relevant. Right, and some. Somebody good's going to get left off because there's really about uh, well, counting not counting Phil and Tiger, probably four guys that are really the front runners for those other two spots. Tiger was lobbying as you mentioned last week for DeChambeau and uh, and uh, Kuchar's right there, and uh, Matt's been a pretty good player over the years in those events, and he's just like you know everybody in the world likes Matt Kuchar. Yeah, everybody likes <laughs> Kuchar, so it, uh, it's, it'll be interesting. You've got Xander Shoffley, uh, Kuchar. Um, yeah, you you go down the list, and there there are some a few other players. The, the, the next the next couple of weeks will really tell the story. I mean, Snedeker really he he went from thirtieth or thirty fifth in points. Uh, when you when you get somebody who shoots fifty nine and wins, you know wire to wire, you got to yeah. uh, uh, you got to take the that's what that's why they do the captain's pick to put the hot player in the yeah uh, on the teams. Yeah, and, and when boy Snedeker is one of those guys, he's. Uh, you know he can really streak and be great for a, you know for a month straight, and uh, he might be there. It seems like he's there now. He's, he's kind of got the old touch back, and uh, I understand he had some injuries, and uh, uh, some guys a little more durable than others. When uh, Sneds isn't just right, he's not a big strong guy. So, but when he is just right, he's uh, quite good. I thought maybe uh, not that he would make the team or anything, but it was fun to see Hunter Mahan play pretty well in a couple different tournaments. Uh, you know, kind of a surprise guy that just uh, disappeared. Uh, game got away from him, like it can all of us, yeah. I guess. And uh, uh, that was a mystery because he was a Ryder Cup regular for, I think, f- uh, four straight teams. Oh, yeah. And he uh, he really hasn't played well since since uh, the Ryder Cup in, in Europe, the last Ryder Cup in Europe at Glen Eagles. He... Um, when he missed a couple of those those pitch shots, chip shots at the end of the uh, the Ryder Cup, he I don't know I think it did, it really hurt his confidence and he he really hasn't played very well since then. So be a little test for Tiger too. The uh, news came out this week that he's going to play uh, three in a row for the the FedEx. Try to yeah. play it through, which he hasn't done yet with his uh, new back, as he likes to say. And uh, uh, he's uh, of course fond of saying he's. Nobody knows how it'll go because he's kind of the experiment, which is very interesting. Right. I mean, he's uh, he's the, <laughs> the first guy to really give it a whirl after this kind of surgery. So, and uh, try to get back to the you know the elite level that he's always been. Yeah, he's going to end up playing um, seven out of nine weeks, which is unusual for Tiger. So yeah. it's it's going to be a good test, and uh, I think we're going to see some good things in the next next couple of weeks. Yeah, I think so. You're listening to Lakes Woods and I. Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes Woods and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. 1380 KLIZ, the fan streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com and also available now at Podcast One. Streaming thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM, the home of affordable luxury, the 2018 Buicks. We're going to return to an interview we had early in the season with Rob Collins. He is the owner-operator of Sweeten's Cove in New Pittsburgh, Tennessee, quite a golf course, and we bring you that conversation now. Special guest, I'll let uh, Chris handle the uh, introductions. Chris, uh, go ahead. I want to welcome Rob Collins from uh, uh, 
Chattanooga, Tennessee. Rob is the uh, co-designer and uh, kind of owner-operator of a great, great golf course called Sweden's Cove Golf Club. And uh, Sweden's Cove is a nine-hole golf course about a half hour from uh, Chattanooga in uh, New Pittsburgh, Tennessee. Rob, w- welcome to the show. Thanks. Great, great to uh, be on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my uh, my son and I, Michael, had the had the opportunity, the pleasure to play there Monday uh, on our way, kind of on a road trip from uh, from Seattle and Georgia back to the Twin Cities, and we uh, we just had an outstanding time. It was just a magical experience. Uh, Sweden's Cove. It's kind of, it's kind of got a cult following, doesn't it, Rob? It does. It's it's funny how that's developed. We. Um, have a zero dollar marketing budget and <laughs> through the wonders of social media and uh people like your son and uh andy friday johnson and guys from no laying up and, and a few others we've we've been managed to develop a, a kind of a devoted following through through social media and, and people show up and, and play the course from hearing about it from one of those channels so it, it's, it's pretty cool it's it's kind of like field of dreams i guess it, it's uh, totally field of dreams <laughs> yeah so you, you've been open since uh 2014 and uh just were ranked number 15 59 in, in golf week's uh top 100 modern golf courses which um you, you don't see many nine hole golf courses on that list I think maybe one others, but uh, tell us about the history of the course, Rob. It's, you know, I have a hard time explaining the golf course to people because it's just, uh, it's so unique. It, it, to me, it kind of reminds me, it's got some Pine Valley in it, uh, some sand hills in it. It reminds me of Scotland. It's, it's really kind of a throwback to a, a great era of golf course design. Well, thanks a lot. It's, um, we built the course um, and on around 2012-2013, and through a long and strange set of circumstances, um, my client decided to walk away from it, and I ended up uh, in a position of being the owner-operator of the golf course, and we launched it, and as you said, got it open and in 2014, and um, we've steadily grown uh, in a little over three seasons, and as far as architecture is concerned, it, it does borrow lessons from, from every single one of the, the courses you mentioned. It's got a little bit of Pine Valley, got a little bit of Sand Hills, um, got some of the old course in it, definitely has a strong Pinehurst influence. Uh, Tobacco Road is one of my favorite courses, um, and, and Mike's, the late Mike Strantz was a real inspiration uh, for me. And, and we just kind of took all those lessons and put them in a blender and out came Sweeten's Cove. It's, it, it, I think that's kind of the, one of the neat things about it architecturally is is it reminds you of different places, but it's, it's hard to kind of put your finger on it being exactly like one or the other. It's just got components of, of a lot of different places uh, it built into it, and it's just a neat, really fun, fun golf course. And um, we were... 59 on on last year's golf week list and jumped up nine spots this year and moved up to number 50 so it's pretty um pretty amazing to see the recognition that that the place has gotten on a, on a national level too it's it's really it's blown up and it's been a lot of fun to see yeah that's really neat i you know a couple of the things that stood out to me about the golf course n- number one the green sites are so cool and there's so much 
slope and undulation to the greens, and uh, you really have to approach them from the right angle. And then there's every hole seems to have a number of options on how to play it. Um, you know, if you want to take take a safe route or uh, a little more uh, aggressive route to the hole, and um, I, I, there, I think that's one of the things that makes it so great is just the the options and uh, the feel. I think that's exactly right. I mean, we basically try to create a, a field of dreams, as you mentioned, of, of uh, in, a, in a golf setting that has unlimited shot-making options um, in, in how you play the golf course. It's a very democratic golf course in that sense. It's not dictatorial. We're not telling you how you have to play it. It's up to the golfer to decide, and, and it's. I think that's the key component that, that gives it its lasting and staying power in that it's it's going to change complexion every day you play it and, it and it's up to you and so there's a sense of discovery and a and a little bit of a sense of wonder and in, in how you figure things out and there's a lot of local knowledge out there and each time you play it you you learn something new and because of the fact that we're not telling you how to play it or telling you the best route it, i think that is an engaging dynamic for for golfers is they can figure it out on their own on their own terms and and I, and I really like that about it yeah is that the designer architect uh, dream what's the genesis of that rob i mean when did you decide as a young man boy that's uh, that's something i'd really i'd really like to do <laughs> I, I was fortunate to go on a trip in 1994 when i was 19 years old um, we went and watched the first three rounds of the Open Championship at, at Turnberry and played uh, played some golf while we were over there, and I got to play the old course. And it was just a – I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. I mean, it was so different from anything I'd, I'd ever seen. And that's when I really got into architecture. And, and I kind of had this wild idea in the back of my head that that's something I wanted to do when I came out of college. And – it took me several years to actually act on it and get the courage up to do it because it's such a strange and <laughs> <laughs> profession. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, there's no, you know, direct route from, from high school or college to being a golf course architect. I mean, there's so many different ways you can do it. So it's not, it's hard to figure out. I mean, I, I kind of, I knew there were people out there that I, I knew, Pete Dye was a golf course architect and people like that <clears throat> and Tom Fazio but I didn't know how, how did they do how how do you go from point A to point B and that so that was a a lot of discovery in that as well sure um, I kind of just ended up jumping all in and went to graduate school and and kind of worked my way into it from there that's neat you know Chris is a renowned teacher in Minnesota here and uh, and around the country really Rob but People don't, uh, you know, the, they'll ask me. I've been doing the show with Chris for four or five years, and uh, they'll say, have you ever seen Chris play golf? And I'll say, <laughs> uh, no, not till last year. But I want uh, you guys to get together and describe uh, Chris's last shot at, at your golf course. <laughs> well, it was absolutely incredible. It was funny. I just happened to be um, out on the golf course. I was, I was checking a few things out. They were the first group out, and, and I was just – messing around i was watching him hit their his last shot into number nine which is a a redan par three a big slope on the on the right hand side with a 
coming down to the left, and his ball had trickled off the left side of the green, and he had probably 70 or 80 feet to the hole. He was off the green. He had to go up this big transition in the middle of the green, and and there's this big backstop behind the pin that that rises up. Um, And he just hit this really crisp, nice chip shot, and it just bounced up there and went right past the hole and then it caught that backstop and did a u-turn and came back down and went in <laughs> <laughs> that's just how it teaches said, everybody just, just do that just an amazing shot i hit a nine iron and i thought to myself i need to start hitting my nine iron <laughs> it was it was impressive uh, that was a lot of fun and it made that uh, 14 hours in the car following that much shorter it felt like so yeah. That was great. Well, it was funny. When I was coming in that morning, I, I was behind this car. I knew I had a 7.30 tea time, and the car is stacked to the rim with golf shoes and golf equipment and a <laughs> Minnesota license plate. And I said, I think this is my 7.30 tea time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I came into the, I got there right when they got there, too. So. That uh, was just that was a great experience. I, uh, you know, speaking of uh, Scotland, what 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 are your favorite golf courses in Scotland, Rob? Before we let you go, well, a huge fan of uh, the old course, uh, North Berwick, Prestwick. Um, I, I really, I love the uh, Cruden Bay. I, just the the quirky kind of off-the-wall stuff that you see over there is, is very appealing to me, and, and, and I, I love those type of courses. I, I, I do as well. Bar- North Barrick is one of my favorites, and I love that they're, you know, they didn't have rules that you had to follow in, yeah. in designing the golf course, and I, I love yeah. that uh, quirkiness, and, uh, yeah, you can just, there are just so many options when you when you see yeah. that, so... Options is the key word. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah. That's exactly it. Well, you know, we'll all, we will definitely be back there. And I, I've talked to a lot of people in the last week. But what if you were putting a, a trip together to Sweden's Cove? And, and by the way, the, the, I mean, the green fees are unbelievable. It's tw- is it twenty dollars to play, Rob? Yeah, it, it, it's, uh, walking um, walking nine holes is twenty dollars. So I mean, and you can walk eighteen for uh, I believe it's thirty five. Um, it's a, extremely inexpensive. I just did a little ad the other day on Facebook for the golf course, and I said, you know, you can play Sweden's Cove with a cart for $48. And I looked at some of the other courses that are ranked around this on the Golf Week list, and it's, they're 275 you know. So yeah, I mean, it's just... Wow. It, um, it's it's really inexpensive. It's very affordable. And, and for people in your area, it's right off of I-24. So if you're going yeah. south, I mean anywhere near chattanooga i mean you're you're literally driving right past the golf course it's just two miles off the interstate off yeah. exit 152 so. it, it, it's it's everything that's great about golf and the way we need to get back to and and make golf affordable and accessible and uh it's just so cool there but if you know if if, if somebody were putting a trip together to sweetens where where else uh in that area do, do you suggest they play if they want to play you know, several rounds with well, you. I would and... highly recommend. There's a excellent uh, nine hole course uh, on Mont Eagle Mountain called uh, Suwanee. It's at the, at the university. The University of the South is actually where I went to college. And, and Gil Hines did a, a really nice renovation there. And, and Sweetens Cove and Suwanee are ranked number one and two in, in the state of Tennessee. 
um, in publicly accessible courses on the Golf Week list, and that's just 25 minutes up the road. Um, and uh, you know, there's a you could if you're coming down south. I mean, there's a few places you could stop in Nashville, um, and then and then there's a there's a few options in, in Chattanooga as well. Um, few public options um, one of which is is Brainerd golf course um and but if you're if you're have a few contacts um you know there's some really interesting private options in Chattanooga as well there's a great Seth Rainer tribute course called Black Creek um there's the honors course which is a pretty famous speed die course um that's private um and then there's Chattanooga Golf and Country Club so there's some in Lookout Mountain is a Seth Rainer uh, course up on lookout so if you happen to have a few contacts you might be able to get on get on some of those too and that, that those are really all really neat golf courses yeah, I've, I've heard that lookout mountain is really neat lookout's awesome i mean that yeah. you have putts that break up that look like they're breaking uphill um it, it's a, a quirky great Seth rainer golf course no. really neat well, that's great stuff, Rob. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time, and thanks so much again for uh, for hosting Michael and I on Monday. And uh, like I said, we'll definitely be back. And please let us know if you get to Minnesota. Oh, certainly. It was a, my pleasure. Great meeting you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Rob. That was Rob Collins thanks. from Sweden's Cove in uh, just outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley. Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ, the fan, streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com and also now available on Podcast One. You can find us there. And uh, our streaming, thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM, the home of affordable luxury, the 2018 Buicks. Uh, we generally have a guest in this segment, but uh, quite an event. Uh, Two of the big names in the golf, two of the really all-time greats. You could probably, uh, some people might argue Phil, but uh, certainly I would put Tiger and Phil in the top ten best players of all time myself if I was oh, going to yeah. make a list. And uh, and uh, they're going to, they've got an interesting event, Chris. Uh, you know, they're going to, the, the two guys haven't become wealthy enough in golf. One of them's going to be <laughs> nine, $9 million richer because they're going to play the weekend of Thanksgiving. That's, they made it official this week. Tiger tweeting out, it's on, and uh, they're going to have $9 million bucks on the line. Uh, winner take all. Amazing, isn't it? I mean, that's... Um, $9 million. I, w- I wonder what Sam Snead and Ben Hogan are thinking about. You know, they, <laughs> they had that great, wonderful world golf match that uh, I'm sure a lot of us have seen. I think they were probably pay- playing for about $1,500. <laughs> Was it winner take uh, all? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's... Uh, uh, it, it, I have mixed feelings about it, but it'll be fabulous. I mean, to have the eyes on the of the world on uh, you know OB broadcast worldwide uh, on those two players, it's going to be great for the game of golf. You know, the two best players of the modern era playing against each other head to head. It should be very cool, and it's match play, so it's uh, there's a little less pressure in match play, if, uh, and it'll keep it competitive all the way through. Right. Yeah. Uh, because uh, the great shots that those two guys both hit, I mean, uh, almost for sure you're going to see uh, they're going to set it up where where great shots are going to be available to them. And uh, you know the, the short game, the nine irons Tiger's been hitting lately, and Phil with a wedge in his hand, and uh, those two guys can put it three feet away pretty regular when they're dialed in. So uh, plus they're going to shift into fifth gear on this deal. They might. Uh, they're going to have be mic'd up, which is interesting. They're going to have the caddies mic'd along with the players, 
and uh, with both of them. And to be able to hear the banter, it says, as well as the commentating, will be more interactive. So they must be going to let the commentators talk to the players as well. Uh, the idea is not just to see a great match, but to have this interactive experience so fans, fans can see something that they've never seen in a televised golf event before. It's pretty cool. It's behind the ropes kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm sure, uh, uh, with that kind of thing, they'll be on their best behavior, hopefully. <laughs> but, you know, they're going to say, you know, if it's, if they're, if they're all square through 12, you know, then they're all, then they're, then it's on at that point. Yeah, if they if they get to that point of the match, it'll it will be all business. <laughs> I think you'll 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 hear both both players will start off pretty tactive early in the round, and then it'll uh, as the match goes along. I think it'll be uh, depending on where the match stands, it will get a little more uh, more serious, a little more heated. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you don't find any more competitive guys than those two, so. Uh, there's so many good things that will uh, will take place around this event. It's going to be pretty cool. Right. There's been stories about uh, just the uh, uh, the ping pong that they play, and uh, Phil's quite an advocate of that, and Tiger's quite good in it back in the day. And uh, Tiger beat Phil at ping pong, then he beat him a second game, and then Phil won the third game and uh, wanted to keep playing. And Tiger said, "No, I'll just." I'll just quit. I'm up two out of th- you know two out of three is good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in their tweets, uh, Tiger says it's on. Uh, Mickelson hashtag Tiger versus Phil. Phil quickly responded, "I bet you think this is the easiest nine million dollars you'll ever make." <laughs> Wood said, "Think you'll earn some bragging rights?" And Mickelson said, "Let's do this." So they're going to have some fun, and they're they're two of golf's uh, great promoters of the game anyway. Uh, which is uh, which is a great thing for golf. So, but like you say, the uh, not the, the odds are Tiger's uh, what uh, minus one eighty at uh, in Vegas, and uh, Phil's plus one fifty. Which means if you bet a hundred dollars on Phil, you'd win a hundred and fifty if he happened to win. What they're calling an upset here, but uh, I think match like you say, match play is going to be pretty easy. But it brings that element that we're going to see, Chris. We talked about it briefly a couple weeks ago with the Supreme Court decisions and. There's uh, legal gambling allowed now in every state in the country as soon as everything's set up to run it. And uh, golf just lends itself to this. There's all kinds of uh, all kinds of gambling events in golf between just friendly gambling, you know. And uh, sometimes the stakes get a little higher, but you don't play for $9 million very often. But, again, it lets the element of gambling into golf, which is probably where some of your uh, consternation maybe comes from. Well, you know, in... Uh I, I think that's why they're playing at, at uh, you know Shadow Creek in Las Vegas. It, 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 that hasn't been published. That the reason being, but I think uh, a big part of it is going to be the sports books in Vegas and the event being in Vegas. There will be all kinds of uh, you know prop bets going on the whole whole deal. So for for somebody who loves to gamble, hanging out in the the day after Thanksgiving in some of the Las Vegas sports books will be uh will be quite entertaining oh man it's going to be good plus thanksgiving weekend uh going to be a lot of people dialed in on this deal you'll have thanksgiving football and thanksgiving golf interesting to see what kind of ratings they get because it's going to be uh well golf fans are just going to be very interested i i think when uh you know tiger and uh sergio sergio went at it and that wasn't uh uh, Sergio wasn't the player Tiger was at the time. He was kind of the phenom. But uh, uh, this event, like you say, probably the two greatest players of this era, should be a lot of fun. 
And just uh, quickly, the uh, uh, Northern Trust is going on, the uh, beginning of the FedEx event. Uh, somebody's going to walk home with $10 million on that deal over the next three weeks. And uh, uh, to say these guys, you know, the competitive nature, Justin Thomas was uh, talking because he won, he won the FedEx Cup last year. And uh, if he would happen to repeat, you'd be the first repeat champion. And uh, he was real honest, you know. He said, whenever you do something in this game that nobody else has ever done, uh, you know, it's pretty special. He said, yeah, Kepka could be player of the year because he won two majors. But if I win the FedEx Cup two years in a row, you know, maybe I should get some consideration, basically. So, yeah, right. <laughs> so they're pretty competitive. And like uh, like the commentator said, well, there's there's 10 million reasons why you want to win the FedEx Cup. So. <laughs> That's right. You know, when you get to the, that level, you, you you think about it. You wonder how much the money means to these guys because they are so competitive. But right. $10 million is a lot of money. Well, we'll play handicaps, Chris, and you and I can play for ten ten dollars. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's not my comfort level. So. <laughs> All right, Chris, uh, you're listening to Lakes Woods and Irons on thirteen eighty KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes Woods and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald, with you thirteen eighty KLIZ. The fan streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM, the home of affordable luxury, the uh, two thousand and eighteen Buicks. Chris, uh, on location today, just got done with some lessons, so we'll do it that way. We're on location for the first segment, too, at the uh, event this week, the uh, uh, the uh, tour showcase uh, that was brought your way by uh, by Don Lingers and XL Energy Center. I thought Ron Sanders and the crew did an awfully nice job, Chris. That was uh, quite uh, quite a fun event. Uh, it, it turned out great. Um, you know, the high-level play and great support from the community and um, perfect day for for a little golf tournament. So it, it was a, it was a nice deal. Yeah, boy, Mother Nature really cooperated. I think one of the points Ron made that was pretty vi- really viable is, you know, if you want the uh, PGA Tour to take notice, you you need to make it look like a tour event, and uh, that's where I think Craigans are really shined with uh, every everything the way it was the the day of the event in particular. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, the golf courses. Is- you know, tremendous shape. The weather was perfect. Uh, the players enjoyed the venue, and uh, so a lot, a lot of positive things happened yesterday. One of the fun guys there, your son, is uh, at Augustana now, and uh, a former, a former player at Augustana was one of the guys playing. I noticed they were having some conversations, and uh, uh, like you and I always say, the world of golf brings together a lot of uh, a lot of good people, and that was certainly the case. Really fun to just uh, get to talk to the pros and everybody getting kind of excited to have a pro in the group and just get to watch that level of golf in your own uh, fivesome as they were that day. is uh, That's something special. Yeah, it was fun. Hey, actually, Gustavus rather than Ag- Augustana. All right, Gustavus. You, I could start a fight on that. <laughs> that's right. And, uh, those, those Gusty grads are very proud of it. It's quite a, quite a fraternity when you get those those guys together but uh yeah joe neil johnson is uh famous grad and uh yeah gosh he's he's been chasing a long time he's 36 years old and, um yeah he, he himself said he, you know if he doesn't uh you know he's just got a couple of years left where he can really keep chasing it and feel like he has a legitimate chance so yeah uh it uh, you know it's such a nomadic life for those guys. You got to travel. You got to go all over all over the country or world, and, and you just you, 
it takes a lot of emotional resilience to to stay with it and believe in yourself and uh, keep plugging away. But uh, fun to see. Yeah, it was really fun. I think, yeah, you're exactly right. The emotional, the uh, metal side of the game really comes to it. And uh, uh, I think it was, I think he won the Colorado State Open, didn't he? Am I thinking of the right pro? A number of yeah, years, had, a few years ago, three had, years ago, maybe? He's had a great year this year. Uh, he he won Colorado a couple years ago, and then I actually think he won this year again. He's played in a number of state opens. And, yeah. Uh, one, one on the. Uh, uh, one on the Dakotas tour this year already, and uh, they've got an event coming up in Fargo this weekend on the Dakotas tour, and, uh, which is a nice, you know, kind of lower level mini tour. It's a couple steps below the, the web dot com, but you know, as as you saw yesterday, a very high level play. Yeah, then he was talking about Q School too, which is when uh, there's a lot of pressure at, at Q School. <laughs> yeah. For sure, you know. So right, right now, this week starts the kind of the, what I, I think they call it the fall series for the Web.com tour, and they they take the the top twenty five guys after last week on the Web.com have secured their their PGA tour cards for next year. Now, so they take those twenty five plus the next fifty, so the the low seventy five on this year's Web.com. And then number 126 through 200 on the PGA Tour. So there, there are 150 guys eligible for the next four weeks on the Web.com Tour. And those first 25 are simply uh, trying to increase their kind of their number or their place for next year's PGA Tour. So if they play well, they can kind of move up in their standing so to speak as far as what tournaments they get into sure okay and and then uh the next 25 will secure pga tour cards for next year uh so that that you know that second the you got the 25 that are already secured you've got 50 from the web.com and 75 from the uh the pga tour from this year so uh, the next four weeks are really fascinating and interesting, and um, you know a lot of your, your livelihoods all come comes down to the next month. Um, so those one twenty five are competing for the last twenty five spots. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a, you got to play some good golf. Right, and then here starting in October, they will have qualifying for the web.com tour which is a three or four step process depending on what your your status is they have if you have no status if you haven't played any web.com events or uh latino american or mckinsey tour which is the canadian tour you have to do what what's called their pre-qualifying so they probably have a dozen pre-qualifying state sites around the country um yeah, four four rounds. Those will be seventy-two holes, and that so that advances you to the first stage of tour school is what they call it. And so there's first stage, second stage, and third stage. And the, so if, if you advance third stage, if if you are in the low, uh, I think it's fifty this year, then you get your status on the Web.com tour. Uh, and interestingly, talking to Neil yesterday. Um, 
you know, it's that second stage that's really important and the, where the most pressure is. And back uh, when I was working with Nate McCoy, who's been on our show, um, that that was he he only got through second stage one time, which gave him some. He didn't get make it through the final stage, but uh, he getting advancing through that second stage gave him some status on the Web.com tour. But he always felt the most pressure at that second stage because it was kind of it was do or die at that stage and. Uh, Boy, it's tough to get through. Yeah, yeah. And Neil was quite relaxed about that part of it. You know, he uh, whether he gets in or not, he, he, he at least in our conversation at, at dinner after, he was like, you know, some of the guys you just see, uh, you know, maybe they haven't shot. He said, for instance, you know, this guy hasn't shot worse than two under par for the last six weeks, and he gets there and he's just a completely different player, whoever that player might be. But uh, right. just the pressure of the event just uh, – changes some guys yeah it's uh you know when, when you know you have to play well you know to kind of ensure your livelihood for the next year have know that you're going to have a place to play and um it's a totally it's just such a different deal you know if you have web.com status all of a sudden you know you're not having to pay for equipment you're, you don't have to pay for golf balls or gloves or you know, shoes, any of the things that you need, um, you know, for your profession. There's some opportunities to get some endorsement deals. So, you know, you can, as a web.com tour player, you're going to, you can survive. Um, you know, everything below that, you're, you're it's a, it's a crapshoot. It's just a weekly skin game where you're playing for your own money. Right. Depending on where the event is, how big it is, you might be, putting in 500 you might be putting in 800 dollars of your own money then you get 60 guys and divvy it up and i suppose if you don't finish in the top half you're you're not even getting your money back (laughs) yeah you know it's even worse than that it's probably the top 20 percent yeah just to break even so wow wow yeah we were uh, we had jeff berkshire with us it was uh quite interesting he was he's a 34 year old guy and a very nice guy out of arizona and playing the Dakota tours and he was talking a little bit about the gypsy lifestyle and uh, going from place to place finding tournaments Utah Open Nebraska Open two events in Canada Dakota tour events and uh, just kind of living that life which is really interesting but I also asked him about uh, distance and that kind of thing and uh, he said I'd be in the I'd be in the top 60 or 70 percent on tour meaning he's longer than a lot of the tour players. So it's not really length. All these young guys uh, are at this level of golf. Uh, most of them can really get it out there, Chris. It all comes down to the short game like we've talked about a million times, right? Yeah, it really does. You, you, you have to drive the golf ball well. Yeah. Uh, and and length helps. I mean, length is it's a separator. But bottom line, it really comes down to how well you chip it and pitch it. And, um, that's really the separator between... You know, whether you're playing the mini tours or the web.com tour or the PGA tour. And, uh, I guess just like all levels of play, but it, it really, really stands out more at that level than any, than anywhere else. We had in our group, I'll kind of get to a question, uh, for you, Chris. In our group, we had, uh, uh Brad Holland was playing with us and, uh, Jeff, of course, Jeff's a, a professional. Brad's a very, very good player and, uh, then we had uh, Andy, Jared, and myself, kind of that next level maybe. 
uh, next, well, more than one or two steps down. But uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, we're discussing, you know, I happened to be hitting my driver real well that day. Uh, Jared was hitting other clubs better. And, you know, just kind of the question, I guess, kind of was, uh, you know, with, should I try to use my driver swing since it's going well with the other clubs in my bag or how different are they? Those swings. You know that that's that's a great question. Um, the swings are definitely different. There's not you don't have to create a different swing, but because of the setup, you are going to swing the golf ball different, a little differently. Yeah. With the, with the driver, it's advantageous to have an upward angle of attack on the golf ball. The players who hit up on the golf ball drive the ball further, and they also try, tend to drive it better. And so with with an iron, you have to have a downward angle of attack because the ball's on the ground. Sure. Um, and players that have a – players can be very good iron players having a real steep angle of attack. However, you cannot drive the ball well with a steep angle of attack. So there's kind of a there's a window of optimal for everybody. You don't want your your iron swing being too terribly steep, uh, and you want your you know you want your driver swing to be a little upward if possible. So some of it's taken care of by the setup. For instance, balls up on a tee, we're playing the driver more forward in our stance. Yeah. Um, you know the club's longer, which which, which tends to lead to a little more rightward path for the right-hand player, also leads to hitting up on the ball more. So when you get an iron in your hand, we adjust our setup a little bit. Ball position's on more back in our stance. You know, you know, forward it's forward to center, but not as far forward as the driver. Uh, the club's shorter. Um, where we distribute our weight at address is different. So... While it's it's hard to, you can't exactly duplicate both swings. Uh, you kind of have to reach a happy medium, and some of it is just adjusting your setup to accommodate the club that we have in our hands. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense to me. It seems like I square up my driver a lot more often than say I pick any other club in the bag. Really, uh, you know, I kind of hit it where I want to. Not regularly, or I guess fairly often, though. So, yeah, I'd love I'd love it if I could uh, find that uh, that little bit more accuracy with the other clubs in my bag. So that was uh, kind of yeah. the reason for the question and the, the reason for the conversation we were having out there. So, and you know, you're you're a perfect example, Mac. You, you tend to hit up on the driver, yeah, four to four to six degrees, which like I said is advantageous for the driver. But you also tend to hit a little bit up with your irons as well. And, um, you know, always your low point of your swing is a, a little bit behind the ball. Angle attack is just a little bit up. When you're playing your best golf or your irons are best, you hit a little bit downward, a couple degrees down, low points an inch or two ahead. But when you get off and struggle, you're you're hitting more behind that golf ball. Yeah. Which is, like I said, we, you can get away with with your driver, but you can't with your irons. Sure. All right. Good advice. All right. And people can get that advice from, uh, you, Chris, with the fall coming up, uh, right around the corner. So, uh, always an opportunity. We got, it's really two of the best months of golf, uh, coming up right now in the lakes area. So, 
Uh, there's plenty of golf left here, even though the summer seems like it's uh, fast waning. But uh, we got a lot of time to play some golf. Yeah, summer summer's dwindling down, but boy, I, I agree. The best golf of the year is the next six eight weeks ahead of us. All right, Chris, good one. Thanks, Mac. That's Chris Foley. I'm Mac. This is Lakes Woods and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Thanks for listening to today's edition of Lakes Woods and Irons. Today's broadcast is sponsored by. Breezy Point Resort, your holiday station store on Mill Avenue and Cross Lake, Maury's Market, Rutgers Bay Lake Lodge, Ernie's on Gull, The Tea Hive, Halverson Law Office, and the Legacy Courses at Craigans. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com, sponsored by Mills GM. We now return to our regularly scheduled program at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan.